Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This is still Chicago's Afternoon News. Wow. But we had to dig this up. Uh, Hmm. A lot of website Wednesday nights. Yeah. Followed that tune by Bob Young. I mean, years and years, we go back to the days of, um, well, well before Windows 95. Uh, Remember, we had a computer in a box. Oh, yeah. We had from the Shoppers Network, and we paid $666 for it. And I said to you, we should have known it was a devil computer. It wasn't going to work. So we put a doily on top of the box, put a lamp on top of that, and never took the sucker out of the box. And then we met a guy who at that time was in Alabama. He was a student in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and there had been an article about Patrick Crispin in USA Today, Mm -hmm. and he was debunking some Internet myths. So we initially started having him on as our Internet mythologist. Mythologist. And then we realized he's really smart and he went on to get a whole bunch of degrees and now he is dr patrick crispin the director of educational technology keck school of medicine university of southern california patrick thank you for joining us today happy to be here thank you for inviting me is this crazy hearing website wednesday night and you knew that we were always scurrying around when the song was playing getting in place right (laughs) Well, I'm looking outside and going, wait a minute, the sun's still up. I don't understand. And it was not uncommon for Patrick to join us at 11 o'clock, and we would say goodnight at 3 in the morning, and we would have wall-to-wall questions. And and this was after there was a uh, a program director we had that said, why are you wasting time talking about computers? It became our, our most popular segment. Patrick, do you recall, I said we were pre-Windows 95, when we first started talking to you about internet mythology, what would our operating system have been back then? So 3.1? It was actually, it was Windows 95, because that that became the big thing, and then uh, 98, 98 second edition, really what, what took off. Yes, and then I remember when we all learned what antivirus 
was and yeah. why we needed an That's antivirus. Right. <laughs> yes. You still you still need antivirus. <laughs> yes. And uh you know, back to the internet mythology, thank goodness we outgrew that and we stopped sending money to some guy in Nigeria and we stopped trying to get tennis shoes yeah. and, <laughs> and and freebies from Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm just thinking about how far we've come. We told you, and and we've mentioned on the air before, that uh, over the past month, because 3G is going away and 5G is is now going to be the big deal, I got rid of my Samsung Convoy 3G phone. (laughs) <laughs> and I have segued to a, and that was a flip phone, but I still wanted to say with a, yeah. uh, with a flip phone. So I got a Samsung Galaxy Z3 Flip 5G, and I'm loving this phone, but I was just thinking, this phone probably has more technology than computers oh, did when we first started talking to you about yeah. computers. Certainly more storage, more RAM. It is, you know, things have gone exponentially faster and better over the last 10, 20 years. And, you know, we're living in a time when, you know, the things that we couldn't even imagine back then are now just commonplace. You know, we're talking about the whole metaverse coming up. I know that, that Facebook is betting really heavily on that. Don't be surprised if Apple releases a virtual reality or augmented reality headset sometime pretty soon it's going to be silly expensive but there the world is about to change we're about to see a pretty big upheaval not that that's a great thing but just be aware we're not done with change wow and one of the the hardest things as we deal with the change as as cool as all the things are that you can do on your phone and your computer or whatever boy do you need to be aware of security yes Absolutely. And, you know, Johnny had sent me something earlier about how the FBI had sent a warning about QR codes. Mm-hmm. You go in a restaurant today and sitting on the table now, instead of giving you a menu, there's a little QR code. Yeah. And you scan it with your phone. Well, the reality is that those codes themselves are safe, but where they point to may not necessarily be safe. Yeah. They could be pointing to some place that's a malicious website. Um, it could actually have something open up that sends your personal contact information to somebody else. So during the Super Bowl, when you had the Coinbase ad that was bouncing around the screen for a minute and everybody was going, what the heck is this? Let me pull out my phone and scan it. Yes. I was sitting there going, there is no way I am scanning this. I know it's legit, but nope. I nope. Wait, Just you sent you us a message on, and you on, sent you sent us a message and said, don't do it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And I knew it was legitimate. But the reality is that we've always said, don't click on email links that you don't know the sender. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know who the sender is on a QR code. And the reality is they could be nefarious. So I'm not saying that QR codes are bad. If you're in a place where you're expecting them, we use them in classrooms all the time because what it does is it allows you to send really quickly up to 400 characters, which could be a really long web page address. Um, so in a classroom, I'll put up a QR code where I've got this really long, ridiculously long web page that if I needed my students to get to it in a classroom, you know, there's no way I'm, they're going to be able to do it. But by pushing it out, they can scan it and then go to that web page and view the same thing that I'm viewing. I'm going to hit the pause button for a second, uh, and, and we'll come back and pick up on this. But right now, we're going to scoot over to uh, to Mary's closet. And what's going on, Mary? Computer love. 
That you works. know, Lisa's going to come back and say, what the heck happened to my radio program? No, I just want to say, Steve, that works after midnight, but it's kind of creepy in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the afternoon. Yes. You know? Steve King and Johnny Putman on Chicago's Afternoon News. Lisa Dent is back tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I bet she's going to have wonderful vacation pictures she'll be showing and tomorrow is the Your Hometown Day, and it is going to be Orland Park. So tune in tomorrow as Your Hometown features Orland Park. Very cool. A lovely little place. We have with us on the line for our website Wednesday edition, Dr. Patrick Crispin, Director of Educational Technology, Keck School of Medicine of USC. And was that a rah-rah? Or was that a dog barking? A dog in the background going crazy. <laughs> That's too funny. I literally is thought... Is that Foxy in the background? Yes, Foxy is in the other room going crazy. <laughs> I thought it was somebody, like a cheerleader going, rah, rah, for USC. Um, Patrick did right on. He did the website uh, Wednesday show with us for, for 100 years. He was just a kid when we first met him. And now we've aged him. And he's going to take your questions as they come in. And we've got a lot of great yeah, our, questions. Our lines are going crazy. we got a lot of things to cover. Uh, but this is turning into much as website Wednesday night used mm-hmm. to. Uh, phone lines are jammed. So let's jump to uh, Linda. You're on WGN Radio. What's your question? Hello, Linda and Cicero. Oh, hi. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Uh, what's, what's your question? By the way. Ditto to everyone and what they said about you guys being back. Oh, thanks. Um, my question is, um, supposedly I posted some very nasty on Facebook. And Wait, Linda, hold your thought for a minute. We've got a muzzle a dog. We've got Foxy going, about that. going nuts in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is going crazy. This is what it's like working from home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does the dog know you're on the radio? Is that what's happening? Yes, he knows I'm on the radio, so now he's barking crazy. No, actually, he hates you because... And he wants his own show. He's a he, and you there named you him okay, Foxy. That. That's the problem. Uh, okay, so, Linda, you... And, 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 yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, Linda. You got a problem. With Facebook, with? I supposedly posted something very nasty, and I I did the telling them that I didn't do it back on February 1st, and they still have not gotten back to me. So they locked you out because Facebook has been horrible. I, I can't tell you how many people uh, have told me, they, and I see on my Facebook stream, they're locked out because somebody reported them for something and they, used a word. they didn't do it. Uh, but Facebook never gets back to them. It is, it's been awful lately. Well, Patrick, there's not a human being that's locking them out, right? It's a word or something that's triggering the lockout. It's very likely some sort of algorithm that's saying, "Yeah, I don't like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug you in and 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 put you in a corner for a little bit." The big thing we recommend is don't open your Facebook account for like 96 hours. Uh, you might also want to clear your cache and your history. That seems to take care of that. If it doesn't, no, 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 no. let me ask you: clear your cache and your history on your browser because if you can't in get your browser. into, but it, okay. Because if you can't get into Facebook, obviously you can't clear anything there. But so just well, clear. no, but you can clear it in your web browser. Right. Yep. Okay. So do you clear, you clear your history. history? I'm sorry, Linda. Do I have a Do I have a cache or history on my phone, or do I just restart? Yes, you. The phone? Uh, you can restart the phone as well. Um, what sort of phone do you have? Um. Oh my gosh. A, Samsung Note 20 Ultra. Okay, so you have an Android, not an iPhone. Oh, you've got a knife. 
you got a nice phone. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you off to offline. Uh, I'll get your contact information. I'll give you the instructions on how to clear the cache over on this on the Samsung if you want to. If by the way, clearing the cache after ninety six hours, if that doesn't work, there is this automated security verification process that you go through, and you kind of have to. It's kind of going in and saying, "I really want to make sure that it's." that it's you and you go through the process and that usually takes care of the problem. It's frustrating being locked out like this. I recognize it. So it's one of those things we're kind of, we're kind of at the will of meta on this one. We just kind of have to wait for them to to fix it. And it's a case. um, Go ahead, Linda. um, Is is the thing that I could do is that sending in my ID? Well, basically just do do a Google search for Facebook automated security verification and it's really just verifying that you are who you say you are um and it's the same process that you would go through if you if you've locked out and if you're locked out and can't recover your profile what you do is you just open up facebook in your browser find your profile page that's sort of sitting there in profile and tip, tip click on the three dots on the far right in this page and then um you can find support or report a profile and they'll be able to get you information from that way as well. Linda, I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold for a second, Linda, and uh, see if we can get some information, and uh, then we'll get that to Patrick. Curtis, get an email address for Linda because yeah. he'll help her out with uh, clearing the yeah. cache. Because that's a scary Absolutely. thing. I'm terrified when it says it oh, you need to clear your cache, and I think I'm never going to be able to sign into the things that I'm accustomed to signing into because I've cleared my cache. And yeah. I, I think on the Mighty 720, we're doing all Lindas all the time, because now we go to uh, Linda from Highland, Indiana. Hi, Linda. What can we help you with? Hi. Perfect timing uh, with the doctor. I just got a new uh, Max Pro, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to download some sewing designs to, I guess it's a thumb drive, but it doesn't have a USB port. How would I do that? Linda? Welcome to the Dongleverse. It is one of the most frustrating things about being a Mac user is you can't just plug in a regular thumb drive into the side of your MacBook Pro, MacBook Air. You need a dongle. You have to buy a special adapter. Now, you can go to Apple and buy this adapter. I'm, you're going to laugh at this. Apple charges $69 for what? a dongle. Oh, Don't my do that. gosh. That's ridiculous. Um, you would only do that if you needed to get HDMI or, or anything else. There's a better way to do it. If you can go to Best Buy or actually you can go to Target or Walmart or anywhere, um, there is something called a USB-C hub. And what it does is it's basically something that plugs into the USB-C drive on the, 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 the ports on your MacBook and has uh-huh. on the side of it a whole bunch of regular USB slots that you can plug in thumb drives or anything else. These things are 20 to $30, um, and just you will find them everywhere. Every electronic store can have it. It has them sitting on the shelf. You're just looking for a USB-C hub, and literally everywhere. I've got a couple of them. Love them. Fantastic. If you're going to go to Amazon, I'm a big fan of the stuff by a company called Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. But, yeah, unfortunately, you need a dongle. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> and if you do decide to go the dongle route, that's D-O-N-G-L-E. And to me, it's one of the silliest words in the world. <laughs> and it's also a silly price on that. I'm going to sneak in another Linda real quick. This is, oh, yeah, see, as always, so many yeah, things the, happening. The voices in our head are yeah. telling us we got to take a break. So, But, but Patrick is going to be uh, nice enough to stay with us for a while. So um, give us a call at uh, 312-981-7200. More coming up at WGN. Welcome to Website Wednesday with Johnny and Steve and friends. You're not alone. You just pick up your phone. They'll get you online again. There's trouble with your computer. But here's where the problems end. Yes, it is still Chicago's Afternoon News. And I am not the only emotional nebbish around here. The text coming in from people saying, I'm crying. I have a tear in my eye. That song, as one of the texters said, I was always throwing back the covers, getting ready to crawl into bed just (laughs) as I heard that song. And then I would settle down to listen to Website Wednesday night. So a lot of people who have been with us for a long time. Yes, and we uh, do appreciate that. And one of the guys has been with us forever, we watched him grow up on the radio, is Patrick Crispin. He originally joined us when he was at school in Alabama. Well, now he's at school as Dr. Patrick Crispin. He's the Director of Educational Technology, the Keck School of Medicine of USC. So he's out in California, and he's answering our computer questions today. And we've literally taken calls from Linda's, and let me take us to a text from Melinda. Linda says, Patrick, I would like some ideas about where to store all my photos. I take them on my iPhone. Right now I download them from my phone to my desktop, but I'm afraid I'm going to run out of room there. And what's the best way to get rid of the duplicate photos? Thank you. That's Linda in Wisconsin. There are some apps you can use to get rid of duplicates. It's not necessarily the 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 best thing to do. If you don't have that many, you can actually open up the Photos app on your computer, go into the folder, and just choose which photos you want to delete that way. You could also do that in um, go, go into iCloud. Just log into your iCloud account, and you'll be able to see your photos there. As for downloading a copy of your fo- photos, it's actually a really smart idea because you're going to have it on your phone. You'll also have it on iCloud. Um, my recommendation is if you have a Dropbox account, you can actually Download a little add-in which will copy your photos to Dropbox. If you've got a Microsoft Office 365, they have something where you can save it to OneDrive. Um, and or or, or what, about, a, what about just getting a thumb drive? The, the thing about thumb drives is you're going to have so many photos. And you're going to be taking so it, it, what ends up happening is I'm looking, you know, on, on my my phone. I've got four or five thousand photos. Yeah. I really want something that's just automatic in the background that I don't have to worry about doing that. So I'd much rather have some sort of software to do that. Google also has, and again, you you need to to, to sign up for this, but there actually is a a Google photos backup where you can copy your photos from your iphone to google just as a backup again you does it work with android too sometime does yes. it, okay yep. Hmm. Yep. okay 
Well, um, I, I'm taking notes because I've got 7,300 <laughs> pictures on my phone. Yeah. I'm getting ready to move to a new phone, and I'm wondering, do I want to take all those pictures over to the new phone? I'm not so sure. And you want to keep you want to keep your photos. For example, Christine, I'm sure, has 15,000 photos. 14,900 of them are of Joseph. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> and maybe one of two of you. And, maybe um, one or two. Not much. <laughs> just before the break, you used the term cash. Could you take a yes. minute and just say, what does it mean when you say clear your cash? <laughs> so when you visit a web page, what's happening behind the scenes is the web page is actually saving something to your computer. And in fact, the full contents of the web page. So when you're looking at a web page, you're actually looking at a historical document, unless there's stuff going on in the background and the page is automatically re- reloading. Um, and what ends up happening is some of that, some of those artifacts can stay on your computer a little too long and kind of slow things down or cause some confusion when your web browser tries to reload the web page. You've got the old version of the web page on your computer, the new one's coming from the web, and it just gets a little confusing. So by clearing your cache, you're really just kind of flushing the deck of all those web pages that your browser has downloaded in the background and stored on your computer. It also gets rid of your cookies, which are really don't be afraid about them. Um, the cookies, for most part, are just a simple way to, for a website to say, hey, you've been here before. Yeah. You give me your username and password. It's not going to store your password where anybody can see it. But, hey, I recognize you. Come on back in. Um, and you can clear that as well. There are a whole bunch of different ways to do it because it really depends on the browser. If it's Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Edge, um, there are still people using Internet Explorer. Everyone has a different way to do it. My recommendation is just do a Google search for clear cache. And by the way, cache is spelled C-A-C-H-E, like cache, C-A-C-H-E, and just the name of your browser, web browser. Almost all of them hide them somewhere either in the history or in the options. So just go into history, the options. And what you're doing is really just clearing your browsing data. You're mm-hmm. clearing the history of mm-hmm. you going to different web pages. Okay. Uh, real quick, we're going to sneak in. We played the website Wednesday jingle, and uh, one of the members of the Cyber Squad who would occasionally join us, uh, and, and in fact, he goes way back with Patrick to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is <laughs> Lee Overstreet. Hey, Lee, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, Steve. Johnny and Patrick. Oh my God, this is so cool. Well, now you know what's going to happen. Old school. Lee, somebody's going to call up and say, Is that the Lee Overstreet that did the Dick Sutliff song? That's right. Well, I didn't perform that, but uh, yes, uh, back when I was doing a college radio show in the late 90s and early 2000s, sometime around 98, the Dick Sutliff song was created by a guy named Banjo Hank. On our show, he was called Banjo Hank. Yes. But he's Hank Lachlan's son recorded that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that huh. was actually country star Hank Lachlan's yeah. son who came to our apartment where Wolf and I lived and we were doing our college radio show, and he recorded that with his banjo in our living room. Wow. Now, we're, we're, we're going to have to, because we're getting uh, texts from people saying, what, what is this? Okay, next time we're, assuming we're back at WGN Radio. <laughs> yeah, if we, we play will, it, we may never yeah, come back. <laughs> yeah, that, that may end our career. <laughs> great song. But, uh, but we will bring in a copy yes, of the will. Dick Sutliff song. Yes, yes. Uh, yes and, you know what else I'd love to hear again? one day on the air is the website Wednesday night theme that Wolf created for you with all the disco music and the clips. Oh, sure. Yeah, we got to do that sometime, too. With all those great drop-ins, all those out-of-context moments. You're (laughs) right. 
Oh man, we have to say well, that's what we're famous for, sure. <laughs> that's right. All that out of time. I, I just love the idea of somebody listening right now going, "What in the world are they talking about?" Yeah, in the 90s? <laughs> you had to be there. Yes, well, yeah, you had to be there. Yeah, and yeah. I, I actually do have uh, a legit, a legit discussion point slash question about computers that maybe you guys can contribute to. I'm sure Patrick can. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, give it a try. Methods for deciding what the heck monitor to buy. When you live in a small city like I live in, there's no place to go to look at all the possible nice 4K monitors you could get for your computer. And I have to just go on reviews and stats and measurements I see online. I can't lay eyes on it. And I want to know who you guys trust. I think I might have settled in on uh, the Asus ProArt line of 4k monitors as being really good bang for the buck and color calibrated and everything but i'd love to know what y'all think and how in the world do you uh, if anybody listening uh lives in a smaller city than chicago there's just no store to go to i can yeah. go to best buy and there's two yeah. cheap 4k monitors you guys hold your thought we're going to take a break we'll come right back and then i want to be sure that mary hangs in there too because she has a question that's going to affect a whole lot of people yeah. about the jitterbug phone and moving to 5g but let's go over to the other mary in traffic and find out what's going on Steve King and Johnny Putman on Chicago's Afternoon News in for Lisa Dent. Lisa is back tomorrow. Uh, Right now we're doing a a sort of a truncated version of something we used to do years ago called Website Wednesday Night. And i got to tell you, quite honestly, just as it used to be in the middle of the night, our lines are absolutely jammed. Thank you for your patience. We're going to get to as many people as we possibly can. We want to go back to a question just before the news. We were talking with... uh, Dr. Patrick Christman and uh, Lee Overstreet, and the question was, uh, if you live in a small town, where do you go to get a good recommendation if you're looking for a, a new monitor? And uh, Patrick, you got any thoughts? Yeah, the answer is you're you're unfortunately going to have to rely on online reviews. Um, I've been a big fan of the reviews from the Wirecutter, which is the New York Times review site. Got to be honest, if I'm looking for really good technology, and there are going to be some people who laugh at this, but I, I think uh, Linus Sebastian at Linus Tech Tips, um, I think his videos are fantastic. I think he's pretty honest. He'll tell you what's good or bad about the technology. I know that it was his review of the uh, the LG CX that uh, – said caused me to go okay i'm going to buy this thing and i i saw his review back in january of uh, samsung they're coming up with a new type of oled display called a quantum dot oled that's coming out later this year that should have a refresh rate that's just absurd but more importantly a brightness that's just going to like put a shadow behind you that's the biggest complaint about uh, about oled tvs right now um just do a search for line effect tips is what's that I said it'll give you a suntan. Yes. Yeah, it really will. They, cause, I mean, the, the brightness of this is just going to be thousands of nits. It, it, well, you know, over a thousand nits. But I, I, would, I would go look at um, anything that Linus Tech Tips does. I just I kind of trust their reviews. All right. Well, Lee, it's a pleasure talking to you and catching up with you, too. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so excited to do this today, even for just a brief moment. This is such a fun flashback, and it's so nice to hear you guys on the air every time. Thank you, Lee. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Uh, We're going to jump to uh, another one of our callers um, who has been so patient, and let's go to uh, Mary, Mary who's in Chicago. Mary, thank you so much for your patience. What can we help you with? 
Oh, thank you so much, Steve and Johnny and Patrick. I listened to you many times over the years. Uh, and Steve, you mentioned um, your flip phone a little while ago. That made me call because, um, you know, in between paying $100 a month each month, uh, all I want is a phone to make calls, do mm-hmm. text, yep. you know, and emails and some pictures. I'm not working, so it doesn't require a lot. You know, and I think about Jitterbug, which I hear people talking about. So what's the happy medium? Because I don't want to keep paying $100 a mm-hmm. month. And Jitterbug yeah, was- Honestly, I think the Jitterbug is a happy medium. It's, it's a really nice phone, especially if you go get a newer one right now. Because, I, again, you want to make sure you're not killed when the 3G shutdown happens for Sprint in March, T-Mobile in July, and Verizon in December. And I'm not sure which network they're running off of. Um it's got a two megapixel camera, not the greatest camera, but it's a camera. Yeah. Uh, the buttons are super simple to use. It is, it's just a phone and the service is not that expensive. I agree. A hundred dollars is a lot. Well, let me tell crazy. you, uh, Mary, uh, my dad's jitterbug phone was yeah. working off of Verizon and uh, this was up until August of last year. He loved his phone. It looked like a smartphone. He could text, he could take pictures and all that. He paid $53 a month and that was for unlimited texting but as patrick said when you order it be sure you do not get an outdated 3g phone and they're going to be selling the the newer 5g phones so you might want to wait or you might want to call them their their customer service i am so impressed over the years with really good or or if you're going with uh, with jitterbug you i don't know do they are they still selling 4g's which would still be okay that'll be fine they may be yeah yeah, it's basically the Flip 2, I think is what it's called, and those are those are 4G out the door automatically. So you would go half price. I don't think they price. make a 5G phone, and you don't need one. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, too. If you were me, you would give up. I have an iPhone. You know, I don't really care. I just don't want to keep yeah. paying $100 a month. And you could yeah, $100 probably, is crazy. I really would. You could sell that iPhone, and you will buy your, your jitterbug phone for $99. <laughs> you know, you can shop around and find it for yeah. that. And you're going to be surprised. It looks good, and you can you can get the flat phone. You can get a flip phone, whatever you want, uh, just to make phone calls and just the basics. Um, I would recommend you give them Again, a call. The, the Jitterbug is for a special use case, and Mary, you're the special use case. Yeah. It's meant for people who just want to take pictures, maybe a couple. They just want to text. They want a phone. They don't want anything special. They're not going to be playing, you know, Wordle. They're not going to be yeah. surfing the Internet. They're not going to be all doing all these crazy things. They want to do something wild and crazy, like actually talk on the phone. Yes, yes. Uh, Patrick, let's take a minute before we run out of time and talk about this business of 5G. We know when we did this on New Year's Eve, people said they were hearing from their carriers. Their carriers were telling them that, in fact, they needed to upgrade or they were going to give them a special deal to get that that phone that would be compatible with 5G. And I think it was just this past week that AT&T dropped all of their 3G service. Uh, Sprint Yesterday. is Sprint Yesterday. is going to yeah. do it in the in the not too distant future, and Verizon is saying the end of twenty uh, two will yeah. be the end of three G. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, you might sit there and go, "Well, what, that doesn't involve me." But again, if you're using Cricket, Booth, Straight Talk, if you got some medical devices, you've got home security systems, or and something that nobody's talking about. Millions and millions of connected cars, yes. including GM OnStar. Yep. Um, and you know, I, I 
I heard somebody recently say, yeah, well, the cars, you know, within the last 10 years, uh, you don't have to worry about it. I'm looking at a technical service bulletin from GM that's listing cars from 2015 to 2021. Um, And, you know, with AT&T turning their service off, you've got a problem. Now, the fortunate thing on the GM side is a lot of these can be updated with just a software update. You may need to contact your service department just to make sure. Uh, For other phones, or sorry, for other cars, you might need to swap it out. But we're talking, you know, if you've got an older car and it has any sort of sort of cellular service, and I mean navigation, traffic, location data, Wi-Fi Mm -hmm. hotspots, emergency call services, some sort of remote unlock. I'm not talking about where you push the button on your on your remote, but actually you're using your phone to unlock your car. Um, that could stop because you might not have the latest version. You might actually have to go to the dealer and get an update. So we're talking, you know, Ford, VW. I, I actually saw a Tesla, you know, this is basically before 2015, but any 2015 uh, or earlier Model S's will stop working when the wow. 3G goes off, at wow. least the, the cellular part of it. So it's a huge list. Check with your manufacturer. Check with your service department. They've got technical service bulletins. They know how to fix this thing, but just contact them and just be aware. You could have to do an update. Patrick, sadly, we have run out of time. I hope we get the chance to do this again. Thank you so much for uh, for giving us uh, your expertise and I am going to ask you, as we wrap this up, and he's walking in the studio right now, but I'm going to ask you if you will hold on for a second, because uh, our producer, uh, Brian, had a question that we never got to uh, talk about on the air and off the air. Maybe you can uh, talk to him a little bit. Thank so, you, Patrick. Wow. It's a pleasure, as always. It always goes so quick. 